out of paper, out of stock. There's friendly faces around the block. Break loose from the chains that are causing you pain. Call Michael and Stanley, Jim Dwight Green. Paper people, I'd like you to step into my office. It's time for your performance review. That's right, everybody. This week we're talking about season two, episode eight of The Office, titled Performance Review. How you doing, Dan? I'm great, man. How you doing? Doing awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I like that intro. It was very calm and measured. Oh, thank you. Yeah, a little different. Yeah. They don't get the the big punch in the face with the Hey, paper people! Yeah. And you know what I really appreciated about what you just did there? What's that? The pauses. Mm. I feel like I got more out of the pauses than the words themselves. You really gotta listen to those pauses. (laughs) And just for our viewers or listeners that don't know this, I learned this on the streets. On the ghetto, in fact. (laughs) On the ghetto, in fact. (laughs) No kidding. It's all about my bonus. I don't have as nearly as good a Stanley as you. I feel like I turn it into a weird Southern drawl thing. <laughs> well, he's kind of got that. A little. Yeah. But not not as drawly as I did it. Yeah. True. <laughs> well, all right. Let's do it. Should we uh, jump into some news? I don't really have any updates in my life. No. Game of Thrones is over. It's a big update in everyone's life. Yeah. It's true. I guess that's it. I mean, yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's done. It's done. <laughs> However you feel about it, it's yes, done. It is over. Did you see the rating on IMDb speaking of how people feel oh, about no. it? Last I looked at it earlier this morning, it had a four point two for the episode. Oof. Yeah. That's and, rough. Uh, I personally wasn't the biggest fan, so I get it. But yeah. even for my criticisms and my viewing of how that episode panned out as far as finales go, I think four point two is a little low. That is. I mean, 4.2, I feel like, is something where the camera's cutting out and the audio's inconsistent. Like, yeah. I, I, For all my criticisms, of which there are many, I would give it at least maybe a five and a half, maybe a six. Yeah, because, I mean, I can't fault the cinematography. I thought a lot of that was really good. Cinematography was great. Acting, Acting was great. Was Set design is always great. Yeah, it was really just the writing. The writing. Yeah, and I mean, writing is obviously a huge part of everything, but still, uh, yeah. that's... I feel like there's a lot of built-up rage in that number. Yeah. So to anybody who's feeling that rage, it's okay. Just It's just a TV show. Let the sound of our sultry voices soothe your <laughs> Game of Thrones woes. Yes. <laughs> Getting to some office woes, or the opposite of woes. What is the opposite of woes? Elations. Elations. I like it. <laughs> some office elations. All right, let's jump into some news. Let's do it. What you got for us? Don't have a whole lot. All right. Was debating as to whether or not I should even include this, but it's okay. kind of cool, and, and I, I learned a little bit from it. So there was a recent spotting of Steve Carell and Jon Stewart Whoa. in a town that I'm about to tell you about once I open the link. Hey. <laughs> That's fun that they still hang out considering their uh, their origins on The Daily Show. Well... 
I guess well, Steve Carell's origins on The Daily Show, more or less. This has to do with other news we covered prior ah. about Steve Carell being the star in a John Stewart-directed movie ah. titled Irresistible. So right. they were spotted in Rockmart, Georgia. Okay. Is that where it's filming? They are in Atlanta, filming the political satire Irresistible. Ah, everything is filmed in Atlanta. Yeah, Georgia's really taken a slice of Hollywood's pie, so to speak, and as far as being a production-friendly state. Yeah, I think I read recently that as of the past few years, uh, more things are filmed in Georgia, specifically Atlanta, than any other city. And right now, there's a big boycott of filming in Georgia after their abortion Oh, yeah, the recent abortion laws. Yeah. It'll so, be interesting to see how that goes. It really will. So, yeah, anyway, I found out a little bit more about the movie Irresistible. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the plot is going to follow a Democratic strategist who is helping a retired veteran run for mayor in a small right-wing town in Wisconsin. Interesting. Yeah. So... And I assume Steve Carell is the mayoral candidate? He, no, I believe he's the oh. political strategist. Ah. Yeah. I don't know who the the retired veteran running is, but... I guess he's a little... Well, I would I imagine mean, that's actually going to be... Not too young to be a retired vet. Chris Cooper. Oh, Chris Cooper. That guy's yes. great. Yes. I always think of American Beauty. I was going to say, he's the next door neighbor in American Beauty. Yeah. Jake so, Gyllenhaal's dad. Was Jake Gyllenhaal in that movie? Was that not Jake Gyllenhaal? Was that Joaquin Phoenix? Is it oh. someone else entirely? Yeah, I don't. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was uh, one of the girls' fathers. Oh no! Oh, I definitely know that's not the case. Hmm. Was that not? Who was that? <laughs> well, I don't remember. Who was Wes Bentley. Who was Wes Bentley? That was that was that guy's son. Yeah, I thought it was and the he neighbor. was a character in the movie. I don't remember a kid. He was the guy with the bag. Uh, and the right. drugs. He sold weed to Kevin Spacey. Oh, he dated okay. his daughter. Right, right. Now I remember. It was, yeah, his dad. Wow. That guy looks vaguely like both people I thought he was. So I don't <laughs> feel that bad. <laughs> Sorry, Wes Bentley, if you're listening. We know you're out there listening to this podcast. That's and right. I don't want to turn you off the show. We are hugely popular now. Yes. All right. Let's move on to the episode. Let's do it. This is... Episode 8 of Season 2, originally aired November 15th, 2005, and was viewed by 8 million people. We're back up to the 8 million mark. Yeah. It'll never fall again. A little bit of a slump last three episodes, but we're 8 million strong once again. I think this show might be able to pull itself together and really make a name for itself. Maybe. We'll see. We will see. Has yet to be seen. (laughs) Spoiler alert for all of our viewers. (laughs) The title of the episode is Performance Review. It was written by Larry Wilmore and directed by Paul Feig. All right. Yeah. Both veterans at this point. Yes. Back in the saddle. In this episode, we get a cold open. Uh, We open with Dwight on a balance ball chair. I believe he calls it a fitness orb. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's kind of bouncing in like a, a box pattern. Doing annoying breathing every time he bounces. <laughs> Athletic breathing. Athletic breathing. There you go. That's a good way to describe it. Jim obviously is annoyed by this. Mm-hmm. Dwight makes the suggestion to Jim that he should get one. and Lots tells, of health benefits. Yeah. Lots of health benefits. 
It's good for the core. Yep. Good for your back. Makes you better. You perform better in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're better at sex. You're not having sex. <laughs> <laughs> at which point, Dwight kind of smirks and does a little side glance at the camera. Oh, yeah. Very little knowing <laughs> glance. Yes. Jim is not right in this instance. That's right. Um, and uh, Jim asks how much Dwight spent on the fitness orb. It's Dwight. only $25. Dwight tells him 25 bucks, and Jim kind of thinks about it, and he's like, okay. Picks up a pair of scissors and proceeds to slash Dwight's fitness orb. I felt like it was more of a stab. It was a stab, you're right. Okay. And the fitness orb pops abruptly, and Dwight falls to the floor. And Jim jumps backwards. He does. I noticed in this latest watch through, too, that uh, you can actually hear him chuckle a yeah. little bit for a second. Yeah. Yeah. So initially, the plan was to let the fitness orb deflate slowly. Yeah. So Dwight just slowly sinks to the floor, which right. would have been funny, too. It would have. But uh, John Krasinski happened to hit a seam of the fitness orb when he stabbed it, mm-hmm. which caused it to pop. Not slowly deflate. So when Dwight landed on the floor, John Krasinski jumped out of view from the camera and proceeds to laugh. Uh huh. And they kept it in. <laughs> but they kept it in. Yeah. You ever used one of those medicine ball or exercise uh, ball things? Uh, I mean, I've sat on one before. I've never actually used one at a desk. Ah, uh, okay. They're for pretty an nice. extended period of time, really. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. At an office job that I had, that uh, at a company that shall not be named, just <laughs> for the sake of. Not wanting to talk smack about a random company. Okay. I was going to say you don't want to promote them because you hate them. No, I don't. I mean, hate them as a company. Yeah. Yeah, It seems like a lot of emotional energy to put into an inanimate concept. It's true. But um, anyway, we had a ball like that in the room that it was nobody's official share, but it would kind of, you know, be passed around for whoever wanted it. And one day the CEO of the company came in and asked if anybody was using it and who it belonged to and nobody was sure. And then he just suddenly pulled out a giant pair of scissors to pop it until somebody told him not to do that and somebody bought it. They're just not sure who. And he looked really bummed out and said, okay, and put the scissors down and left the room. Apparently he really hates those balls for some reason. So nobody was even using it. That was a bold move by that employee. Yeah. To rob him of that satisfaction. Yeah. I'd be a little uh, nervous next time I ask for a raise. Yeah, I don't think I mean, he I'm would have been kidding. dealing yeah, with I'm it. Not, <laughs> I'm not being serious. Well, I mean. I would have been upset. Yeah, it's not necessarily something that someone shouldn't take <laughs> into consideration when they're telling the CEO of their company what to do and not to do. Yes. So after opening credits, Michael calls Pam into his office for her performance review. We get a talking head with Pam. She says it's performance review day, company-wide. Mm-hmm. And last year, her performance review with Michael started with Michael asking her what her hopes and dreams were, and it ended <laughs> with him telling her that he could bench press 190 pounds. <laughs> so she doesn't really know what to expect this time around. Michael opens with telling Pam that she's trustworthy. She says thanks. And a woman. And she's a woman. <laughs> and Pam says, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> At which point, Michael makes her listen to a voicemail. Michael, it's Jim. I guess I missed you. I'll uh, be there this afternoon for performance reviews. I hope it's understood that that will be our only topic of discussion. See you soon. 
First impressions? Uh, just off the top, I think she'll be here this afternoon. My boss is coming in today. The lovely Jan Levinson Gould will, well, no Gould. The Gould has been <laughs> divorce. Um, the awkward part is that this is the first time we'll be seeing each other since, well, uh, it was really nothing. We just sort of got caught up in the moment. The vulnerable divorcee gives herself to the understanding with rugged good looks office manager. Just, uh, she didn't want it to continue for some reason. It, we both didn't, I didn't want, we both didn't want it to continue. It was not professional. Um, when people say something's mutual, it never is. But this was mutual. I guess I missed you. I guess I missed you. So she misses me. She missed you. But then she goes on to say that will be our only topic of discussion. That doesn't mean anything. Those are just words. I have one idea of what it means. Okay, yeah, what, what? Well, I don't think you're going to be very happy with this. Oh, great. All right, well, now I'm in a terrible mood. Let's do your performance review. Because she's conflicted. She has to be professional, but she's fighting feelings for you. Why? That's great news. That, that, that why, would, why would I not like that? Um, just because you work together and it might be awkward. Wow, wow. All right, let's listen to that again. Michael, it's Jan. I guess I missed you. <laughs> it's a long clip. It was. It was all good stuff. Yeah. It really sets up the rest of the episode, so. Mm-hmm. I noticed, I don't know if it's the first time, but at least the first time I noticed it, uh, that now behind Michael, his certificate of authenticity for his Seiko timepiece is up on the wall. Oh, nice. Behind him, where he filled out his own name on it <laughs> and framed it. <laughs> Seiko, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, how much are those? those I are mean, like, they're like a fraction of the price of a Rolex. Yeah, I was going to so. say, I feel like the nicer ones are like 100 bucks yeah. or something. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. I love the facial expressions Michael makes as soon as Pam says whatever she's about to tell him isn't going to make him happy. <laughs> yeah. His face goes through like three different phases. First, he's like <laughs> kind of taken aback and then he gets really sad and then he gets really concerned. <laughs> I don't know. It's well, now I'm in a terrible mood. Yeah. Let's do your performance review. <laughs> <laughs> she's conflicted. <laughs> great news this is the new podcast we just play clips and then we go through the dialogue yeah <laughs> with each other what you guys just I mean, heard I'm just like pointing out the funny parts no know. no uh, no i mean how like not i mean it's fun to point it out but i feel like we're just yeah i mean it's mostly me <laughs> uh so after this we cut to jim and dwight at their desk dwight gives jim a tip for his review he says Tell Michael we need to stock more double-tabbed manila file folders. <laughs> That'll be sure to to get you the raise that you're looking for. And Jim's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. Actually, I'm going to be asking for a pay decrease. That is so stupid. Why would you do that? <laughs> what, what if, if he, he gives, gives it to you? <laughs> well, then I win. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, you're just so, I, I can't even do this today. I'm just going to zone out. 
and I'm not going to have to talk to you tomorrow or Sunday, and then we'll just see how Monday goes. I, I like that he also, he puts in the middle of that, and please don't call me on the weekend. Yeah, like Jim would ever. <laughs> yeah, how many times has that ever happened? I know. <laughs> and I like that Dwight phrases this whole thing as if their relationship is on the line, and <laughs> you know this is how they can go about fixing it. Right. Maybe things will work out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jim perks up. And says to Dwight, oh, you mean tomorrow being Saturday, right? And Dwight's <laughs> like, duh. And Jim's like, duh. Right, duh. <laughs> and Jim is very excited about this because today is, in fact, Thursday. Yep. Uh, then we cut to Stanley in Michael's office, and it's time for his performance review. <laughs> Sometimes women say more in their pauses than they say in their words. Really? Oh, yes. Let's listen to it again. And this time, really listen to the pauses. God, Stanley, that's freaking brilliant. How do you know that? Did you learn that on the streets? Sorry. Oh, it's okay. I did learn it on the streets. On the ghetto, in fact. No kidding. It's all about my bonus. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say it again. Leslie David Baker has just been really doing it for me this season. Oh, or this, so good. rather this go around watching the series. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've always like the more I watch the series too, the more I stare at him in the background of group scenes and just get a lot of enjoyment out of watching the expressions on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when he gets excited or happy, which because it happens so rarely while he's at work. Yeah. That uh it's true. Just makes me think of Dwight in season nine. Oh, what a pretty smile. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious that Michael always thinks Stanley is from the streets just because he's black. <laughs> he's for their urban vibe. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then there's Phyllis. Kind Secret of weapon. Less urban Aunt Jemima. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And then we see, well, not that Stanley necessarily ever lived, like, in the ghetto or anything like that, but uh, he has some, I guess, Black Panther roots. That's true. So. Yeah. Fighting the power and eating whatever they wanted. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that doesn't make him ghetto at all. I guess that just makes him kind of uh, honed into his culture. Yeah. So moving forward. Yes. In the break room, in passing, while... Pam is going to the bathroom. She informs Jim that Michael and Jan definitely made out, maybe more. Oh. <laughs> and yeah, Jim's just like, ugh, ugh. <laughs> and Jim informs Pam that today is Thursday, but Dwight thinks it's Friday, so let's keep that going. Ooh, fun. <laughs> that was a terrible Pam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's kind of tough to do, I guess. I don't know. She's. Jim, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> take out the garbage i want to trim my toenails <laughs> that's the best pam i got there you go i like it <laughs> so stanley is leaving michael's office michael is cheering him loudly says good job stanley great performance review <laughs> i think he's clapping him on the back yeah yeah real happy about <laughs> what stanley had to say in there <laughs> and angela's up next Yes, and she's really in a great mood. Very excited. We get a talking head. Uh, She talks about how she really likes performance reviews, and that when she was younger, she did the youth beauty pageant circuit. Yep. 
and she really enjoyed being judged. She feels like she can stand up to the most intense of scrutiny. Mm-hmm. And we cut back to her walking into Michael's office. And as that's happening, Pam informs Michael that Jane is on the phone. At which point, Michael says to Angela, your performance has been totally satisfactory. And just shuts the door <laughs> in her face. Thank you. <laughs> he kind of hurriedly shouts it at her. Yeah. <laughs> Angela feels very let down. She didn't get her performance review. Yep. And before he picks up the phone, Michael makes note to the camera that Jan is calling him. So maybe it wasn't so mutual after all. <laughs> picks up the phone, says, Jan, to what do I owe this pleasure? <laughs> and Jan replies, just returning your many, many calls, Michael. <laughs> Michael says that he wants closure on their meeting they had in the Chili's parking lot. <laughs> Jan refuses to talk about it. She only wants to hear about his concrete ideas to improve the branch. And Michael calls his performance review merely a formality. Considering the meeting that took place. Considering the, the meeting. Chili's parking lot. <laughs> Jan says it's anything but a formality, Michael. Forget what happened between us. I just want us to behave professionally. At which point Michael says been thinking about you <laughs> that is an example of unprofessional behavior yeah. <laughs> she proceeds to ask michael are the cameras in the room michael looks up at the cameras and says they are not <laughs> yes they are <laughs> click that's my girlfriend jay hangs up and michael says that's my girlfriend <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we cut to accounting Kevin is gossiping about what transpired between Michael and Jan. He heard they made out and had sex. <laughs> and Oscar corrects him. He's like, no, they just made out. Kevin's like, well, I heard that they made out and had sex. <laughs> and Angela chimes in. She says that office romances are only the business of the people involved. And Kevin questions her use of romances as mm -hmm. plural as romances kind of looks at oscar in the camera we cut to michael at pam's desk michael is asking pam if she has been recording his ideas and putting them in an ideas folder <laughs> pam informs him that she has not been keeping track of his ideas <laughs> he says oh well, that's unfortunate and then michael remembers that there was a suggestion box yep and Pam says she vaguely remembers the suggestion box from when she first started. So Michael turns to the bullpen and announces that Jan is coming in soon, and they'll be conducting their weekly suggestion box meeting. <laughs> so they should all get their constructive compliments in ASAP. Ryan corrects Michael and says it's constructive criticism. Michael's like, oh, what did I say? And Kelly says, you said constructive compliments, and that doesn't make any sense. Michael says, well, Kelly, that was neither constructive nor a compliment. So instead of criticizing my English, you should work on your suggestion. <laughs> we cut to Jim on the phone, leaving a fake message to someone he's confirming lunch plans with on Saturday. Yep, tomorrow. Tomorrow. And Jim 
gives the date. Mm-hmm. He flips to it in a calendar book, too. Yeah. And he moves forward two days. Uh-huh. <laughs> but Dwight doesn't <laughs> notice that. And he says, so just confirming lunch plans for the 15th, which is a Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Fist pumps. Does a fist pump. <laughs> Super excited that Dwight still thinks today is Friday. Yep. I think that's better than the newspaper thing they had in the deleted scene. Oh, yeah, for sure. Where Jim freaks out that he has today's newspaper on, on his, his desk. desk. Yeah. Pam corrects him, oh, you mean yesterday's newspaper. Right. And he gives her a constructive compliment about how she's very quick on her feet. <laughs> <laughs> so Jan arrives. Michael goes to greet her with a hug. <laughs> and Jan shuts that down and offers a handshake. And then he tries to kiss her hand. Yes. So Michael <laughs> shakes her hand and then pulls it in for a kiss. At which point, Jan pulls her hand away completely and is disgusted. Then he basically just gropes her. Yeah. So then <laughs> Michael goes to grab her arm to lead her into his office. And as he's doing that, Jan kind of turns and he ends up grazing her boob. I feel like I didn't even see her move. To me, it just looked like Michael just reached out to grab at her breast. <laughs> yeah, true. And did it. <laughs> well, he feels very awkward after it happened. And they walk into his office. So during one of the first few takes, uh, Michael, or rather Steve Carell, accidentally brushed against Melora Hardin's boop. Uh-huh. And Melora found it so funny that she insisted they put it in the script. Yep. And that's <laughs> how that scene came about. <laughs> I love Kevin's reaction too. Once they go into Michael's office, the <laughs> yeah. camera just turns to him and he's just. Yeah. <laughs> really adding to the tension in the room. <laughs> I feel like it's the same reaction that we see later whenever anything involving Roy comes up and. Oh yeah. The possibility of physical altercations. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause Kevin said he would have. He said, told Jim that he would have his back. Uh-huh. So Kevin was really nervous. hiding behind the yeah. box. Yeah. And then when Roy leaves. <sighs> <laughs> uh, I love Kevin. Uh, and now we have a clip of Michael and Jan going over Jan's ground rules. All right. For getting through the day. Oh, thank it's you. nice to see you. Nice to see you too, Michael. Really? I'm not like that. Oh, well. No, Michael, I think I, I need to make something clear right off the top. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to discuss anything with you other than Dunder Mifflin business. All right. Period. Yep. Do we understand each other? Absolutely. I'm a little confused because first it's like all kissy-kissy. And then it's like all regret because, oh, I regret that. But wait, I'm still going to call you. But, but we're just going to talk business. And I may come down there and fire you if you don't do your job. But what were we talking about when we first kissed? Business. So are you still in the middle of the, the performance reviews then? No, no, no. I finished all of that. I'm very fast. I'm not too fast. I'm not like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. But I do say thank you, ma'am. But I'm, I'm not like wham, bam. Not that there's anything wrong with wham, bam. It's consensual. We're talking about office stuff. Can I ask you a question? No. This is a business question. It's nothing personal, I promise. Fine. Are you wearing a new perfume today? How is that a business question? Well, you're wearing it at the office. And it 
I'm sorry, no offense, but it's really sexy. Please don't smell me, Michael. <laughs> oh man. He really gets in there for that sniff. Oh, he does. He does. Oh. There's a deleted scene too that we could bring up uh where they address her saying she only wants to talk about business related matters, period. Oh, and then right. we see Michael in a talking head uh questioning why Jan is giving him mixed signals. Why would she say she only wants to talk about business, but then tell him that she's on her period. <laughs> he just doesn't understand women. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so from here, we cut to Meredith putting a yellow folded piece of paper into the suggestion box. Ah, yeah. Catch that. Uh-huh. Uh, Interesting. Pam walks over to Jim's desk. And they start talking about the Apprentice episode from last night. Mm-hmm. Loud enough so that Dwight can hear. Can't believe you're Trump fired. Dwight asks, oh, who got fired? Pam says, oh, you didn't watch it? And Dwight says, no, I went out and got drunk with my laser tag team last night. Why would I do that? I never go out on a Thursday. <laughs> and Jim and Pam both kind of look at the camera satisfied with their, their progress. Mm-hmm. Do you think they were big Apprentice fans or that they just knew Dwight is and were able to use that? I guess they yeah, could all be. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it was on TV and pretty popular at the time. I'm always, yeah. I remember reading how many viewers they had regularly at one point. Yeah, I was way more than The Office does at this point. Really shocked. <laughs> yeah, that show was huge. It's a, yeah. I mean, I guess I don't watch much reality TV. No, and I never saw The Apprentice. But apparently either. it's still super popular. Wow. Crazy. I mean... Who's the host now? No, no, no. I just uh, mean reality TV. Oh, I, see. I thought you meant The Apprentice. No. Uh, the Apprentice Arnold, might still be on. Arnold Schwarzenegger took over right after Trump left, but then Trump couldn't resist knocking Arnold for his poor ratings compared to him while he was on the show. Oh, okay. So did the show get canceled? I'm pretty sure after that season it was done. Ah, interesting. I don't think, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger was like essentially hoping that Trump would support him in his role. <laughs> <laughs> Which is laughable now, but. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I feel like kind of dumb of Arnold Schwarzenegger a little bit just because he routinely criticizes Trump. Regardless well, of how you feel about his criticisms, was Trump... not criticizing Trump very strongly back then. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. So that kind of opened mm-hmm. up the floodgates. It did. I see. Yeah. I thought it was the other way around because I mean, I feel like you know Trump. Anybody who criticizes him will immediately be on the receiving end of whatever he can think of. Right. So interesting. Yeah. So I guess it goes both ways with Arnie and Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Arnie and Donnie. Match made in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> so Michael's still in the middle of tense discussions with Jan about their night together. And mm-hmm. Pam calls Michael to remind him that it's time for the suggestion box meeting. And he tells Pam, I'm in the middle of something. And you interrupt <laughs> it. And Pam reminds Michael that he told her to remind him about the meeting when Jan was there. Yep. <laughs> Michael says, nope, no, did not use those words. And Jan chimes in. She says she'd like to sit in on the meeting. Is it happening now? And Michael says, no, it's not for like another 10 minutes. And Pam chimes in and says, 
Everyone is waiting in the conference room. (laughs) (laughs) Michael just gets totally deflated. And they proceed to go into the conference room for the suggestion box meeting. All right. And I've clipped the whole scene because there's just too much good stuff in it to leave out something. Yeah, I feel like it makes. I mean, I did the same thing with last week's episode. Yeah, and it wouldn't. Just, it wouldn't be as funny just like talking about it. Uh huh. So I had to clip it. Let's do it. So here we go. Why are we here? Because I value your opinions. Now I know a lot of you don't think that I read your suggestions, but I do. I just sift through them every week, and I really look and scrutinize to see what you guys are writing. Um. So. Let's just uh, read some of these suckers, okay? All right. Number one, what should we do to prepare for Y2K? What should we do to prepare for Y2K? I thought you read these every week. Well, obviously, this one got stuck in the box. That happens occasionally. It happens occasionally. And, um, so, one down. Next suggestion. We need better outreach for employees fighting depression. Okay. All right, enough with the jokes. Nobody in here is suffering from depression. That sounds serious, Michael. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Who wrote it? Tom. Tom. Then it is a joke because there is nobody in here named Tom. Tom? Uh, He worked in accounting up until about a year ago. Tom. Oh, that guy. That guy was weird. All right. Next suggestion. Next suggestion. You need to do something about your B.O. You need to do something about your B.O. Okay. Now, I don't know who this suggestion is meant for, but it's more of a personal suggestion. And it's not an office suggestion. Far be it for me to use this as a platform to embarrass anybody. Aren't the suggestions meant for you? Well, Toby, if by me you are inferring that I have B.O., then I would say that that is a very poor choice of words. Uh, Michael, he wasn't inferring, he was implying. You, you were inferring. Was I? Creed? Okay, well, you know what I am implying is that when we're on an elevator together, I should maybe take the stairs. Because talk about stank. Not that I would ever say something like that in public, and I never have, and I never will. I just think it's something that we should all be aware of. Okay? Now that we've learned this, let's continue. See, this is good. We're learning... And we're figuring some stuff out. You need to do something about your coffee breath. Okay, you need to no, do something shut about up, Shut your... up, shut up, Joy. Okay, I don't think you people are grasping the concept of the suggestion box. Sometimes you talk to us real close. Yeah? Is that hard for you? All right. Well, well I'm gonna, when you have coffee I'll, breath, I'll work on that. Okay, let's, let's keep going. Yep. What do we have here? We have piece of gum. Somebody put a piece of gum in there. This is not a, a garbage can. This is the future of our company. This is not a place for gum. Okay? I don't want to have to read these tomorrow. Yeah, who wants to come in on a Saturday? Yeah, what? No. Alright, next suggestion? Next suggestion. Don't, okay, that's blank. Don't just Don't sleep it, with your boss? Do you think this is referring to you boning Jan? Oh, man. A lot of good stuff in there. I love how Michael opens this meeting like this is something they do regularly, and it's mm-hmm. like a normal part of their routine. Yeah. <laughs> and then it all falls apart immediately because... <laughs> we do prepare for Y2K. <laughs> yeah. And then the 
the suggestion from Tom. Yep. Who has worked there for several years since he shot himself. Right. Due to lack of outreach for employees of depression. (laughs) I also would like to bring up the suggestion box itself that I never really paid very close attention to before. Yeah. Where did they get this thing? It looks like they went onto the set of like a haunted house and just like tore part of the wall off. This thing is super old looking. It's chipped. It's covered in moss on the inside at one point when Dwight opens it up. It looks (laughs) like an old uh, like tithing box. From a church. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Good call. Maybe it is. I don't know. But yeah, it's definitely like just some kind of old wooden drop box of some kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's very old and not well kept. <laughs> no. I wonder where and the filthy. I wonder where they unearthed it. Yeah. It I don't know. Yeah. Somewhere in the back of the warehouse. <laughs> it's next to Andy's new computer. I think my favorite part of that clip is when uh, Michael tells Creed, and he's like, and that's not something I would ever say in public, and I never will. I never have, and I never, <laughs> I never will. Have, and I never will. <laughs> Talk about stank. <laughs> and he's like, he's in front of all of the people that Creed probably would care about. And I also Michael love that Creed's reaction stuff. despite that is he just looks amused. Yeah. Like a little surprised, but more just that he thinks it's funny. Maybe he was sprouting <laughs> mung beans in his pocket. It could have been. <laughs> Very nutritious, but they smell like smell death. Smell like death. <laughs> uh, so from here, we cut to Michael and Jan in her office. And Michael asks, why is she so upset? <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, let me ask you something. And Jan says, what, Michael? He says, where did you get your outfit? <laughs> and uh i'm kind of glad they cut that deleted scene where she stands up in the meeting at and the addresses end everybody and, yeah, yeah. And tells everyone that they did not they're not engaged romantically or sexually and uh i did think it was funny that she addressed toby dwight and creed specifically because they were the one quibbling over semantics mm-hmm. but <laughs> one unfortunate <laughs> thing that was cut from that scene was at one point stanley gets up to look out the window and michael calls everybody back to the oh yeah table and <laughs> he looks at stanley he's like oh don't break any land speed records on your way back there stanley <laughs> jesus <laughs> that was oh no that wasn't the same scene that was part of the uh the b plot of ryan right running around all day with yeah, hidden suggestions that he planted around the office. Right. That, uh, yeah, it's kind of a flop for both of us, I guess. It was, yeah, a wise cut. Yes. Uh, so from here, we get a little voyeur shot of Dwight hyping himself up for his performance review in the landing of the staircase in the back of the office. <laughs> You are giving me this rage. I deserve this rage. Yes! 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 The least you can do is keep my salary consistent with inflation. Yes! Why are you going to give me this raise? Why? Because I'm awesome! I am awesome! The least you can do is keep my salary consistent with inflation. 
<laughs> I do wish they left in the extended cut of this scene. There's some great stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially, at the very least, if they cut everything else from Dwight's performance and his different languages and motions, they should have kept at the end where he notices the camera and gets yeah. extremely self-conscious and runs the opposite, runs direction. The opposite direction. I also <laughs> like that after his his fake performance review on the stairs, and he's just like, thank you, dude, champ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mi amigo. Mi amor. Mi amor. <laughs> oh, man, there was some good stuff in that. Yeah. <laughs> so we cut back to Michael's office. He's still trying to get closure. Which is kind of a weird word for what he's really trying to get from Jan. I don't know if I would necessarily... Closure's definitely not accurate. Yeah, no. I wouldn't call it closure, but no. anyway. He's he just he got get... his closure prior to the beginning of this episode <laughs> yes. via voicemail. He's trying to get answers <laughs> from Jan. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. While he's doing this, Dwight busts in. <laughs> says he's ready for his review. And Michael says, your performance has been adequate. You may leave. Goodbye. Jan challenges him. It's like, have you? Is that how you've been doing all of your reviews, Michael? <laughs> Michael looks at her and he's like, "Oh, good, you're ready to talk again." <laughs> Dwight, you may leave. <laughs> Dwight says, "But I haven't had a chance to talk about my raise yet. Why on earth would we give you a raise?" <laughs> Dwight thanks him for ask, thanks him for asking, and begins his pitch. One word: dedication. I've never been late. I've never missed a day due to illness, even when I had walking pneumonia. (laughs) And I even come in on holidays. How do you get in? I have a copy of the key. That's a serious offense, Dwight. That is a serious offense. (laughs) And so is toying with a man's heart. (laughs) (laughs) Really, Michael? (laughs) Dwight brings up that he's also... He also harbors a sense of community within the office. He brought in some deer jerky for everybody. That was deer? That was deer gross. (laughs) But you liked it. No, I didn't. Have you ever had deer, Jan? (laughs) It's a delicacy. And an aphrodisiac. (laughs) So when we're done here, you two can go over to the Antler Lodge, eat some deer, and talk about my race. What do you say, Jan? (laughs) I love that as... Like, Michael's stance against deer, like, softens immediately. Yeah. As soon as as soon as soon Dwight mentions that it's an aphrodisiac, and Michael starts, like, rubbing his hands together slowly. Yep. Oh, my God. What do you say, Jan? <laughs> okay. I'm going to step outside, collect my thoughts, and return in about ten minutes. So Jan leaves, and she has a little discussion with the camera crew. She says, I know it's your job, but... I'm not going to discuss it with him, so I'm definitely not going to discuss it with you. Do you have a light? She holds up a cigarette pretty desperately. Yeah, I feel like she's digging through her purse very rapidly looking for a lighter while she's talking to the camera. Yes. Uh, We cut back to Michael in his office, and we hear Dwight say, I think Lex Luthor said it best. I also want to note, because I enjoyed... uh, the detail that as Dwight's delivering this final part of his presentation, he's holding his dundee up 
in front of his face. Oh, I didn't even realize As well as that. all the paperwork that he brought in. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. At least I assumed it was his Dundee. It was like a, you know, a grade school kind. style trophy, yeah. a little gold figure on top. <laughs> it probably was then. <laughs> Lex Luthor said it best when he said, Dad, you have no idea what I'm capable of. It's from Superman. Smallville. <laughs> and that is why I deserve this raise. <laughs> also worth mentioning that Smallville, uh, I actually watched a bunch of it, not all of it, but some of it when I was in high school mm-hmm. and it is very much geared towards young adults. Like I feel like yeah. even in high school, I was maybe a little old to be watching it at parts. I True. felt that way. True. Yeah. I never, uh, I never got into that show. I mean, I never really tried. So, it had its moments. I was never really into Superman. I enjoyed the kind of long form version of him discovering his powers in the beginning. I could see and the that effects cool. were good for the time. For yeah, the time. Right. And uh yeah, that was fun. But then I feel like it relied a lot on kind of ridiculous plot tropes where like it, it happened at least more I think I watched maybe three seasons out of whatever their total was by the end. I want to say it was at least like ten or twelve. Oh, it went for a wow. long time. But uh I feel like by the time I stopped watching, at least once, maybe two or three times, someone had discovered Clark had powers and was an alien, and then they would just conveniently be, like, hit in the head or drugged and just not remember anything for, like, the past uh, two days. And it happened with multiple characters, and it was yeah. just like, all right. I remember that happening even in uh, Lois and Clark. Mm. That Superman show. So maybe it's just a Superman thing. Must be. I never got to see him fly. Oh, well. In Smallville? Yeah. Uh, I think maybe he only flew at the very end of the series. I feel like I read that years later. Oh, wow. Maybe in the finale or something. I mean, he could jump and run really fast and do all sorts of other cool stuff. But, huh. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that aside, yes. that's for our next podcast about <laughs> Smallville. We're going through episode by episode. I don't know about that one. <laughs> so we cut to Jim and Pam in the break room. It actually, I think it might be the Annex break room. I think it is. Yeah. Well, do they have another one? Yeah. So there's the break room to get into the annex, and then there's the break room that sits just in front of where uh, what's his face is. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So one of them is like kind of the hallway with the kitchen, and the other one is with the vending machine. Vending machines, right. right? Yep. So yeah, we see them, and I believe it's that break room, and Pam is asking Jim, you know, given what happened between jan and michael like how do you come back from that and jim says well i don't know if you ever really come fully back from that especially working together mm-hmm. and pam cuts him off and she's like no sleeping with michael how do you come back from that and jim's like oh no no there's no coming back from that yeah <laughs> clear what jim has on his mind though when she asks the question yes it's true He's just solely thinking about himself. Yeah. And Pam. (laughs) And uh, for our last clip, we have Jan exiting the building. She can't handle Michael on her own, and she's going to do the performance review from New York. With Alan Brand. I'm heading back to New York. Alan and I will conduct your performance review over the phone tomorrow. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. Come. I just, I just want to know why. Michael, now is not the time or the place. Okay, so you're saying that there is a different time or no, place? No, I am have saying discussion. we are never going to have this conversation. Well, okay, what, never, as in never, ever, ever, or never, as in 
there's still a chance. Never for me always means never, ever, ever. I just want to know from the horse's mouth, what you know, is the Michael, dealio? Am I too Michael short? Michael has nothing to do with your looks, okay? It's your, it's your personality. I mean, you're obnoxious and rude and, and, and stupid and you do have coffee breath, by the way, and, and I don't agree about the BO, but you are very, very inconsiderate. Really? Really, you're, 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 you're a great guy, okay? I and, appreciate and, that, thank you. You were very sweet, and you stayed up with me and talked to me and cried with me, and I appreciate that. No, I, I time in my life, But I just am not in the place right now where I'm looking for a relationship, so we can still work together, we can still be friends, but... Okay. So my looks have nothing to do with it. <laughs> oh man i love how jan runs through a list of all of his faults that he's stupid and immature and inconsiderate and sensitive and sensitive and he goes really and then she goes i think you're a great guy he goes well thank you for saying that yeah completely disregarding everything she said immediately prior to that it's funny because as soon as she says your looks have nothing to do with it, it's like that's Michael checks out after that. Uh huh. Just doesn't care what else comes out of her mouth after that. Nope. Negative, at least. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that it's, it, he doesn't even really care about Jan or is necessarily even that into her. It's just, no. you know, feeling insecure. Right. It's just <laughs> validating himself. You know, it's great. So we. <laughs> Following this, we get a talking head with Michael. He's explaining that Jan just isn't in a place to have a relationship right now, no matter how great I am. <laughs> and that's all he needed from her today. I'm good. I'm good. Go home now. Yeah. <laughs> I also love, uh, before we get too far past it, yeah. um, when it cuts to Jim during Jan and Michael's you know elevator conversation, when... Uh, she brings up that he cried with her, and we see Jim for a second mouthing the word "wow." <laughs> yeah, his eyebrows go up. Yeah, every and I just also like that everybody in the entire office is listening to every word of that conversation. Yeah, you can hear it clearly from the hall. Yeah, there's literally two doors separating them from where. But did we Michael see if they closed? I mean, I know that the glass door closed because it was okay. on one of those, uh, you know, reticulating arm things they're not reticulating but uh right i know what you're getting at the pressure arm but i guess if that's if only the glass door is closed and you know everyone in the office is being really quiet, quiet to try yeah. to hear then sure <laughs> i guess <laughs> she does start talking very quietly to michael though and you could still hear that part clearly that's true so it's kind of like roy's magical car horn from the pilot right exactly <laughs> so we cut to the next day White's phone is ringing. He's not there to answer it. Pam is leaving a message on his desk and kind of just shaking her head and shrugging. And it looks like it's the latest message on a stack of papers that's already on his right. keyboard. Right. <laughs> Michael comes out and says, it is now 1220. Where the hell is Dwight? And Jim just kind of shrugs. <laughs> Michael walks away. He looks over at Pam. Does like the fancy stage bow. Uh -huh. Pam does it back to him. 
And then we cut to the parking lot. Well, before that, Michael also says as he goes into his office, never missed a day my ass. Never missed a day my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So we cut to the parking lot. Dwight's getting out of his car, half-dressed. Yep. (laughs) Running up to the office, saying, I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Don't worry. It's okay. I'm here. Yeah. (laughs) Drops his... Drops his briefcase as he's like struggling <laughs> to put his clothes on. Uh huh. <laughs> and then closing credits. That's the episode. That's it. That's all one. she wrote or he wrote. Larry Wilmore. Right. Good stuff. It is. Yeah. Who went first with ratings last week? I don't remember. Um, I believe I did. Okay. Oof. A lot of pressure. Well, should we drive into the ratings? Let's do some ratings. Ratings. Gonna rate ya. All right. <laughs> let's, let's do that. You're up. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What do we got? Um, oh, should we also bring up new category? Maybe just, yeah. you know. Perfect time. Gang bang this thing and go home. Just gang bang this thing and go home. <laughs> so, yeah. I want to give a special shout out to uh, Agent Euro or Gyro, I guess, depending on what region you're in, how you want to pronounce it. Yeah. If you're referring to food or maybe a uh, machine that defies, well, doesn't defy physics. But... <laughs> scientists have never understood gyros <laughs> we just know how to make them and we thank god every day that they exist <laughs> yeah but yeah no i get you uses their own momentum to defy <laughs> gravity how about that yes okay. well i sincerely apologize to uh this apple podcast user if i mispronounce your username but i'm gonna go with agent euro who gave us our first uh review so that's big news too written review yeah first written review so Thanks for that, and um, you recommended that we add an episode MVP category, and we both think that's a great idea. Loved it. All about it. So, special shout out to Agent Euroscarn. Thanks for the suggestion, and we're going to do it. Maybe we can be your Catherine Zeta. <laughs> oh, we only <laughs> hope so. <laughs> All right. Oof, a lot of pressure. Now I got two things to think about. Oh, man. Oh, Are man. we each doing our own MVP? Might as well. I mean, that seems like the best way to go. And how do we define, maybe we should take a second to talk about this. How are we going to define MVP? To me, it's going to be funniest moment in the episode. Okay, I like it. Yeah. I'll go with you on that one. Okay. All right. So I think for the episode overall, I'm a big fan of this episode. It's got a lot of great work from all the characters. I like the gym prank, the long, long game. Dwight's always great, even though he's there sucking all the funny out of the room. (laughs) um yeah just great performance from everyone overall and enjoy the writing and all that good stuff so i think i'm gonna instead of keeping on beating around the bush (laughs) i think i'm gonna give this episode eight um man i don't even know what to do Uh this is dropped the number before he had the unit very stressful very stressful moment (laughs) All right. <laughs> I think I'm going to give this episode, what did I say, eight? Eight. Eight. Yeah, I'm going to stick with that. Eight missed days due to walking pneumonia. Nice. Yeah. And I guess the MVP, too. 
Might as well get that out of the way. Unless you want to do the rating first, and then we can no, both no, no. do MVPs. Go, yeah, we'll, we'll combine them. All right. I think I'm going to do, uh, I don't know if it's the funniest moment overall, or if that's even an objective thing, but it's maybe my favorite moment from the episode. I think I'm going to have to give it Stanley the Manly for learning his tricks to understanding women on the ghetto, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> That, Stanley, you are my MVP of that, this episode. He's my MVP too. <laughs> All right, I, that I makes gonna, it easy. I, I, I had a feel like you were going to go with it too, but yeah. I just I didn't see any way around it. No, that <laughs> that scene really hit my funny bone the most. Yeah, yeah. Just, he has one scene with dialogue and he kills it. <laughs> and again, it's one of those like when I the first you know number of years I was watching this show, you know I found that those scenes funny, but I don't know why. Just for whatever reason now. Stanley's just, yeah, just really making me laugh this time through. So, it's big baleful eyes looking up at you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, my rating is consistent with yours. Okay, I am also going to give this episode an eight. Pauses out of ten. Ooh, nice. Keeping it on theme with the MVP. It's all in the pauses. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's really funny when you look at this episode as a whole supposed to be about performance reviews and as a whole this episode is really reviewing michael yeah because in the suggestion box meeting it's his employees reviewing him Mm -hmm. and then in the elevator scene with jan she like really breaks down michael's personality at least she does. at least the way that she perceives it even though he doesn't hear any of that but then she no. just defaults to lying to appease right. him and <laughs> he loves all that <laughs> he hears all those words sink in yeah and he's very glad to hear that jan finds him attractive yeah <laughs> and she even breaks down all the suggestions too she disagrees about the bo that's right but he does have coffee breath he does have coffee breath she doesn't touch on the outreach for depressed employees. No. So. Yeah. <laughs> that was a dark joke. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of a bigger <laughs> issue to tackle there. <laughs> oh, But yeah, I, I really like this episode. I love we get our first uh, introduction to how Dwight hypes himself up for things. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't the only time he like really goes hard to rock music to like get himself pumped. Yeah, he does it for sales meetings as well. Yeah, exactly. You still do that thing? <laughs> uh, I liked that Angela was so confrontational mm-hmm. with Michael over his coffee breath. Just wasn't even, you know, she, she submitted that suggestion anonymously, but she was she really followed through with it once it came up. And I feel like, yeah, Angela from this point on in the show definitely kind of has more talking scenes. She comes out of her shell a bit. It's true. And seems happier in general because we could surmise from this episode the hints and what we'll see next episode definitively that she and Dwight have already oh, started. Oh, that's right. That does happen next episode. Mm-hmm. Doghouse. Yep. Boy. So things are heating up. And I feel like she just, I noticed she looked like a lot, I, I, I guess for lack of a better word, like looser like and i don't mean that in like a a derogatory sense that's used for me yeah i feel like her hair was not in like a super tight bun she was smiling she like looked good not like she was like kind of trapped in a convent or something it's true and even when kevin's talking about michael and jan possibly having sex 
I feel like normally her reaction would be like just complete and utter disgust that mm-hmm. this topic even came up. She engages. She does. And she I feel like she's got like a pep to her voice that was not there in right. any of her prior speaking yeah. scenes. She yeah. just sounds like kind of dead on the inside before this. <laughs> it's true. So good for so, Angela. Yeah. And Dwight. Right. And he had that ball, so you know. Uh-huh. That was helping them out, I'm sure, until Jim ruined Dwight's sex life as well as his work life. Yeah. I also <laughs> poor feel guy like... never leaves Dwight alone. <laughs> yeah. Or I guess poor Dwight. <laughs> yeah. Uh we also get way more lines from Jan this episode, even compared to last episode. Yes, we do. Yeah. And it's it's good to see her character developing now. Mm-hmm. Especially in this context. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Jan. Oh, it's so good. I mean, poor Michael, too, once he gets, you know, sucked into it. Yeah, but I mean, he... Yeah, right now, yeah. it's poor Jan. <laughs> I feel like, you know, you feel bad for anybody who's, like, trapped in, like, a whirlpool in a canoe, but you feel a little less bad for them if they see the whirlpool, and they immediately hop in a canoe and, like, row towards it as fast as they possibly can. Yeah, it's true. So... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Or I guess maybe the canoe is not the right analogy. It's like a princess and uh, a guy at the station <laughs> and the queen. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, great Stanley moment. I'm glad we both agreed on that for our first MVP pick. Yes, it's a good MVP pick. <laughs> I want to know what happened in the meeting leading up to that point. Like, when did Stanley figure out that? Michael was looking for, you know, hidden clues in this voicemail. I mean, probably the second he walked in, if he did the same thing he did with Pam. Pam, Yeah. Said, hey, before we do your performance review, you know, let's, I want you to help give me some insight and (laughs) listen to this voicemail Jan left me. And I I feel like we see Stanley engaging more enthusiastically than we've ever seen him before. Oh, yeah. This as well. He's just fully humoring Michael and. All about Sam's that. Bonus. Really interested. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's so much better than mine. I can't do that. <laughs> I work on my Stanley in the mirror at night. Nice. Yeah, it's not weird at all. I dig it. <laughs> I'll work on my Pam. Uh. <laughs> all right. I guess is that all we got? That's all we got. All right. Thanks for joining us this week, people. Yeah, paper people. Oh, there is one more thing. Oh, what we got? This week being the performance review episode, I thought it would be fun if we allowed our listeners to give us a little bit of a performance review and reward them for doing so. Yeah. So, listeners, the first five people to give us a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Maybe preferably Apple Podcasts for searchability, but any platform will do. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) that's true i don't know if uh i've seen a review section on spotify or stitcher stitcher i believe has one spotify i'm not sure if they do have one it's hidden i guess maybe anyway the first five people to leave us a review on apple podcasts will receive a free sticker yeah as soon as you leave your review we'll get in contact via email and figure out where you would like us to ship it to Yep. And if I'm feeling generous, maybe I'll extend it through the first 10 people. Oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> and we'll we say. would never tell you what kind of review or rating to give us. But no, uh, just be honest. Yeah. 
but five star reviews will definitely help uh, our ratings. Yes, definitely help our exposure to get more paper people. It's true. Maybe get some conversations going, flowing. Maybe grease the wheels of the yeah. USPS truck that delivers it to your mailbox. Mm-hmm. But if you have criticisms, we'd like to hear them so we could try to improve too. But uh, barring that, constructive compliments. Yes, that's what we're <laughs> looking for, constructive compliments. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. See how it goes. And we will catch you in the next one. All right. Take it easy, paper people. Have a good one. Out of Paper is not endorsed by DLD Productions or NBC and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The Office, the Office logo, and all character, pictures, and audio of The Office are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their registered copyright holders.